Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to all of my international listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keyes broadcasting to you from the greattalkzone.com, fantastic internet radio. And um, I certainly appreciate you listening to my broadcast this morning. You know, as you know, now, you know, time is very important in how we choose to use it and, you know, who we decide to listen to and so forth and so on. So again, thanks for tuning in. I pray that you all out there are, you know, doing fantastic and that you all are safe and that you all are healthy as well as your families. Well, 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 listeners, can you believe that we have one more day to this month and um, it's history? You know, that old adage still remains to be true. Time flies. You know, then the other one, time waits for no one. And the one that I coined years ago, time is our most precious commodity. Use it wisely. Now, my show today is going to be terrific as usual. And my guest, uh, Michelle Kubis, is going to be um, my uh, guest today. She's also known as Coach Kubis. So and I'm excited as well to be talking uh, with uh, her about uh, the varying subjects. And listeners also, speaking of how fast time goes, you know, the end of another school year is approaching us quickly. You know, for a lot of us uh, parents in this country, uh, the school year for their kids will be ending in May and some in June. And, you know, then there's also some children uh, who are attending all year round with, the, you know, they give them a break, of course, you know, but my point is, is it's going by so so quickly, you know, I'm like, my gosh. So anyway, I want to talk with you guys about, um, about uh, something. Okay. I want to talk to you about, you know, we're still in this pandemic and it's unfortunate. And I'm still saying that there is a message in all of this tiring mess um, that we are still in. And we need to be more cognizant, you know, with our listening and, you know, um, our learning and um, things like that. You know, so I have said this before and I'm saying it again. Show kindness and empathy for others. You know, um, a lot of the nice things that were um, about um human beings have disappeared, like saying, please, um, thank you, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm going to do better in my life, mom, dad, sweetheart, I love you myself, I love myself, and I love you dearly, please forgive me, I was wrong, I need to be more gentle on myself, pardon me for my rudeness, Wait a minute, I will help you, or how can I help you? I truly wish you the best in life. Are all phrases, that's not all of them, that need to be rescripted in our daily speech, or some may refer to it as your daily vernacular. If it hasn't been scripted in your speech, or if you've become lax in it, I'm asking you to please put it back in your speech. And for those who never had it, to put it in. Nasty words, jealousy, rudeness, hate, non-empathy for others, racist acts are all destroyers of the human race. If you don't believe me, just look at the unfortunate continuum of devastation in Ukraine. There, is a, there are a lot of kind acts. Heavenly Father knows this, but the thing is, is that they don't talk about it enough. It does, it just does not get talked about. 
nearly as much, I feel, and I feel that is sad and awful messes that human beings do to themselves or one another get talked about a lot. You know, I never understood why that really is. Perhaps it is said that, <clears throat> excuse me, people will remember the bad things much more that happens to them versus the good. I actually find that to be true. Just perhaps this occurs because they are disconnected from the source, which is God Almighty. It is my hope and prayer that we, as spiritual beings, having a human being experience here on Earth, remember the greatness and the goodness that we encounter on a daily basis, that we have a profound reason for our lives. God will guide you to your life's destination if you just ask. Every day we are awake listeners is a blessing that you know who you are, where you are, and what it is you need to accomplish this new day. Do not take your life for granted. Be grateful always for everything. And I do mean everything. I love you is a statement that is often stated. And I do not believe that a lot of people know really what it means. And what I'm talking about, love. We are taught to say it as children. But how many of us are taught the real meaning of it? is what I'm talking about, remembering that love is not only spoken, but it is something that should be shown consistently, for only love knows love. And if we do not love ourselves first, listeners, then it is impossible to love anyone or anything else, simply because you cannot give someone something you ain't got. Be patient and kind to yourself. Make it a point to help someone, even it is holding, even if it is holding a door for them as you are entering a building. Compliment the store clerk on a job well done. A kind gesture can result in a big help to someone's day mentally, and it works on helping to give you a mental boost too. God bless you all, and thank you for listening to my monologue. Okay, we are ready, listeners. My guest, Michelle Kubis, is ready to join us, and I'm going to bring her on. Good morning, Michelle, and thank you so much for being my guest Good on my show this morning. Good morning, Teresa. How are you doing, my friend? Well, we're, we're moving and grooving here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, about, that's about all that, that, um, that that we can do right right so right. yeah so i'm 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 i won't say that i'm off because that's that's um that's um you know negative but um in the back of my mind i'm thinking about um my brother he's going in for uh some surgery this morning so oh. you know i'm yeah so i'm thinking about thinking about him holding him in prayer and things like that well, but we'll we know that he's Oh yeah, but we know that he he's going to be fine, and I keep telling him to to keep that in mind. Okay, all right, Michelle. So let's talk about the healthcare industry. Okay, speaking of, must we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, there's an an article by Anastasia Gliedkovskaya, and it was um produced on November the 10th, 2021. And she says that the healthcare industry will face higher medication errors, declining patients' trust in 2022. Now, this is a report that she's reporting on from Forrester. And it says in part, Michelle, that as the world enters the third year of COVID-19 pandemic, isn't that something we are entering the third year? The healthcare industry faces a variety of ongoing challenges and shifts in delivery of care, according to a new 2022 predictions report. Now, the report was put together by analysts at Forrester, a global market research firm. <clears throat> Excuse me for all of you who are not familiar with Forrester. They identified five key predictions for the coming year, Michelle, and there are 
indeed, and they're, these are the ones that they're talking about, that health disparities will negatively impact rural Americans twice as much as urban Americans. Patients living in rural communities are now likely to be harmed for a variety of reasons, including social disparities, chronic health conditions, higher suicide rates, and widespread hospital closures. The next one says labor shortages will double the medication error rate among providers. Forcer's analysts estimate that rapid clinician turnover and burnout will contribute to irreversible patient impacts such as adverse drug reactions due to medication errors and administrative flaws, and in turn, the risk of illness and mortality among patients will rise. Number three, healthcare will no longer be considered a trusted industry as misinformation and cyber attacks continue. As leading, as misleading or false information about COVID-19 continues to spread, Forrester predicts more patients will avoid being treated for their condition and more clinics will close. Cyber attacks in the healthcare industry are also pervasive and costly and serve to further erode trust in the trade. Number four, 60% of virtual care visits will be related to mental health. In July of this year, mental health made up 60% of virtual care visits, according to national data referred to by Forrester. The firm predicts this rate will continue in 2022, despite the fact that overall number of virtual care visits is expected to decline. The mental health crisis won't wane after, after the pandemic. This is what the report is saying. Number five. The number of hospital at-home providers will triple. Actually, I, I think this is a good thing. Although hospital at-home programs are not new, reimbursement for them has historically been limited. The pandemic was a major catalyst for, shipping, for shifting acute hospital care into patients' homes, giving the need to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and limit surge capacity. So Michelle, that was yeah. definitely a mouthful. So what so what do you think about all of this that I just said with the healthcare continuing to be evolving? Do you think it's evolving into betterment or not? Well, I think COVID revealed a lot of the gap that we already knew existed but they didn't want to address. Um if, if you've been in a doctor's office lately, the first thing they do, they don't say hello. They say, do you have your insurance card? Mm -hmm. um, that's the, 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 the attendance of care. The fact that you walk into a doctor's office or in urgent care, you're, you're in a vulnerable position. And mm -hmm. uh, there isn't that sense of, gee, what could I help you? What, you know, what's wrong? There isn't that attending sense of we care about you. It's very factory oriented, I find. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. this is just exposure. Uh, the COVID mm -hmm. revealed um, all of this. So as you say, the home care, that's, mm -hmm. that's great. But I'm not sure what you're referring to in terms of home care. What, what are you referring to? Uh, okay, well, what I'm referring to is that there are, there are organizations that are spearheaded by, um, um, you know, doctors and nurses have, have come to collaboration of knowing that uh, this is also in addition to, to COVID, of knowing that um, they can go to people's houses. Remember back in the day, well, you know, calls. before house we calls. were, yeah. yes, but they're not referring to, they're not calling it house calls, but that's what oh. it used to be. They, it used to be right. called house calls, you know, way back in the day, right. you know, with, you know, with our mothers, you know, uh, it wasn't unusual for the doctor to come and deliver the babies. So, right. exactly. uh, yeah, you know, and, or if something was wrong with you or your husband or your child or whoever, uh, they would come uh -huh. to the house and attend to them. So this is right. something that is being reinvented, but, you know, it has mm -hmm. its different spins on it. And I think that's a great sure. thing. I not right. only think it's a great thing because of COVID, but it also, 
it also, I'm, I don't want to use the word force, but it also makes it more palatable, let's say, for the individual seeking health assistance to feel more comfortable in their own environment, you know, uh, talking about what's wrong with them and what's needed. And I think it also plays the same as for the person, the, for the provider, the person that's giving assistance right. to um, that the individual, right. they're more comfortable. Yeah. Um, they don't, they don't have to work. You know, phones aren't ringing. Uh, someone's not knocking on the door saying, "Oh, you know, you have Miss Such and Such is here," and all you know, oh, all of the focus. other. Right. They yes. So that individual. this is what I'm saying, and this is something that's missing. You know, because all of that, as you know, attributes to people getting healed when they can talk to uh, the doctor about what's going on with them. They feel that they have more time. The sure. doctor or, 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 or nurse or, or whoever um, is attending to the person, they have more time and they can therefore, right. you know, uh, attend to the person, um, you know, better. Right. But you know, I, I agree with you, Michelle, uh, because, uh, you know, going to the doctor and things like that, that is one of the first things. Okay. Um, do you have your, insurance card or if they already have it on file oh wait a minute you know you have a copay of you know this or that or whatever you know exactly. it's like that's, that's the first <coughs> thing me. out of their mouth mm-hmm. yes 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 and 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 so that's what we've talked about is um we're talking about the care you know um uh, you know health care well, because because it is it's, it's an attitude also they're not very service oriented yeah yeah well that's as far as, God, as, far as i see it yeah, yeah, no, they and, and they, the yeah, they just want to get the data. They just want to, okay, get you in and get you out. You know, like I had heard a, um, uh, a report and I, and I don't know who uh, did this report, but, uh, we were, we were just talking about it, um, at, at the, uh, you know, we were, I was just talking about it with one of, um, some of my uh, acquaintances and they were saying that, um, there's a very high rate of, um, of, of eye issues and there's a very high rate of doctors doing, you know, cataract surgery. You know, they're doing them, they're turning them in and turning them out very quickly. Right. And that mm-hmm. there's mistakes that are being made with diagnoses such as diagnosing an individual with cataracts and they don't have cataracts and they were being treated for cataracts. You know, so I don't know if this is because they're, you know, they're thinking about, you know, the monies that, that can be made. You know, it's just like with, um, you know, colonoscopy. Well, you know, that was one thing to make a mistake. But to misdiagnose somebody like that, you know, that's a whole different that's a whole huh. different ball game right there. You know, to misdiagnose. And um, I understand. So, of course, this person is suing, you know, but I mean, I, I just want, you know, healthcare uh, providers to be more cognizant and more and more caring about what it is that that they're doing and and who they're talking to and and things like that you know what i'm saying right so yeah, but once again I just, Teresa, i think people do not understand how their bodies work and mm-hmm. there has to be a level of personal responsibility to know mm-hmm. what's normal for you and and how things function, and you need to take your medication, and you, you know it's uh, it's it's a full circle. It's not just one sided. Yeah, exactly. I I agree with you. Um, you uh, we you and I have discussed this before, and you know, Michelle, when I go into the doctor, if it's one that is familiar with me or not, um, I ask a lot of questions. So like mm-hmm. if it's a, you know, like I have a new ophthalmologist and I told him, I says, I'm just going to tell you right now, I ask a lot of questions. Oh, that's fine. I said, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm not a bobbing head doll. You know, I'm very intelligent. I know my body. I've been in it all my life. You have not. So <laughs> I can better explain to you what it is I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, how this makes me feel and so forth and so on. I'm giving you information. So that we can work collaboratively, collaboratively, and you know, move move me forward. That that's what I you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah but I good. just yeah, yeah. But since we're on this, on still on this, Michelle, you know, they there was this this nurse that was found guilty. While you know, I'm reading my my things and stuff, and I had kept this for a while. I 
I actually wanted to talk about this on on our last um, show, but it was guilty verdict for former nurse and death of woman accidentally given wrong medication, says a dangerous president, nurses warn. So do you think that that, you know, just as I just got through saying the five um, I, I, you know, went through the five most important um, analysis that was put together, you know, um, you know, at Forrester. And, and one of them was, you know, burnout, you know, of the of the care health care providers. What do you see that can be done to prevent, you know, so much burnout? And because uh, I know it, it works on both sides, the, the right. you know, the nurse or whoever needs to be cognizant of what he or she is doing. And, you know, the organization as a whole that's overseeing all of this in my opinion, needs to provide right. better, better ways of that, that they work with their personnel. I don't know if that makes sense. You understand well, what I'm I saying, Michelle? Shifts, I think their shifts are too long. A 12 mm-hmm. hour shift is a long day on your feet. And mm-hmm. dealing with these people, I mean, short of being unconscious, you better be alert when they bring you stuff. When I was having my daughter, they brought me the wrong baby to feed. I mean, it's, you know, that's a good thing they checked the bracelet. Yeah. Um, the the thing is, is that it's become very robotic. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, one of the things that I do personally is I always want them to, to see that I'm a human being. Like you said, you're not a boggle doll. Um, mm-hmm. I, I introduce myself and uh, let them know I'm very grateful that they're taking care of me. And... Mm-hmm. Um, that I do ask a lot of questions and please don't take it that I don't think you know what you're doing. It's just that mm-hmm. I, I have to take responsibility for myself and exactly. uh, I develop a rapport with mm-hmm. the, the nurse or the doctor or whomever. And mm-hmm. then it, it's like, they know who you are at that exactly. point, especially if you go into surgery, if I'm going exactly. to the gap, I want them to know there's a person on the table, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. So I think their shifts are too long. I mm-hmm. think that they they overburden them with mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh, busy busy work, mm-hmm. and uh, everything's automated now. So it's supposed to be easier, right? You know, with but the it's not. But this, it's of course it's not. Yeah, but, it's more but it's work not. for them to do. Exactly. But mm-hmm. but but Michelle, remember, it used to be much more of um of a of an easier process. They had uh, administrative personnel to uh, uh, take your, you know, to do the administrative work, you know, such as your name, address, this and that, and 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 so forth and so on. And so then, when the nurse takes over, uh, you know, when the nurse comes in to do her part, she can read what she wrote and then ask questions what she needs to ask, and then that's in the that's in the um, um, pipeline, so that when the doctor comes in, he or she mm-hmm. can do their thing. It was a much more smooth operation, but, but it's just like when you go to the eye doctor. Now, this is what I'm experiencing and I've heard other people experiencing. I don't like it. And I let them know that, know that I don't like it. And I don't let them do this. They'll have their administrative personnel. Oh, you know, I need to, um, you know, uh, to, uh, to drop the, you know, to put the drops in your eye or I need, or, or, um, you know, I'm going to measure the pressure in your eye. You are not a clinician. You are, no, you're not measuring the pressure in my eye. I oh, don't allow I, them to do yes, that. No, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't I allow never, them to, I don't allow them to do that, you know, and it's, oh, well, I couldn't get it because you were blinking and, and you were blinking and, and it says 22. And then a person think, well, 22, that, that's kind of high, you know, but it's not really high still in the, you know, realms, you know, some doctors say it's good or whatever, but I'm just saying, you know, oh, well, you were blinking or whatever. A professional would know how to deal with a person who, who um, is very sensitive, let's say, you know, well, and my- because it's, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go Michelle. Ahead, My experience yeah. <clears throat> has been that there's a lot of what they call PRN staff. They bring uh-huh. people in. They're not the same people every time. They, uh-huh. It's like they have these agencies where they, they bring them in. And there uh-huh. isn't a lot of coordination between, as you were saying, like between the nurse, the doctor, the clinician, the whatever. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that 
there's a problem because there's, the communication is broken down. These mm-hmm. are not people that know each other. There isn't a consistency. Mm-hmm. So they're in, they're out. It's like an in and out burger. You know, it's just, um, I think that's a problem. Yeah, Personally. it is. And they, and, and the way they're they, doing they it now. They don't want to hire them. Yeah, the way they're doing it. They want to contract them. Yeah, but you know, also, Michelle, they, they want to, you know, be in and out. You know, it's all about money. You know, we, we talked about that. It's more about money than I actually care for you. You know, Absolutely. I'm actually I'm actually abiding by my Hippocratic oath, or I'm actually, you know, abiding by myself being a person that I'm in this that and I care about you. So right. that that's that that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like, okay, well, well, the doctor can come in, you'll already be dilated, you'll already be this or whatever, and then you know, he could be in and out into the next blah, 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 blah. No, no, and no. So I'm I'm really hoping and praying that this um um you know, home visits uh, become more and more popular. And um, uh, because I have gotten materials on it before, you know, um, me conversing to, with you about this, I'm like, this is, that's really good. You know, so um, I, I just, I just think it's a, I just think it's a good thing. Well, so. hospice is actually, uh, they bring it home now. They used to have the, you could go to a hospice place, but now they mm-hmm. have the hospice home care because the hospice itself has changed. The whole uh, used to be just, you know, you were dying and whatever. It's a whole different branch of caretaking right mm-hmm. now. And then mm-hmm. the mobile doctors, there's several companies that uh, come to your home and, and uh, you know, they take your insurance and blah, blah, blah. But uh, it, it's, it's, it's very much like a factory farm as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's it's a shame, and that's not to say that any doctors or nurses listening to us is not to say that we have the blues about the medical field. We're just saying that of things that need to you know change and things that that are a concern and things that are being talked about. So right. um, exactly, yeah, that's all. That's all. Oh it's, no, it's I all have the, the utmost. I always compliment them, and uh, you can always tell when they're they're harried, and I say, "Oh gee, are you short-handed today?" Or what? It's mm-hmm. almost like I care about you, you know, because exactly. you're caring for me. And exactly. uh, that translates very well. I think a lot of it is attitude. Yeah, it is. It's, it's an attitude, and it's an attitude for the patient too. Don't don't go in giving you know that that individual the blues or or being short. As my parents used to say, you know, what do you mean being yeah. short? You know, being, you know, with how you're addressing them, you know, give them right. respect being and, abrupt and, and yeah, and being abrupt and rude and things like that, you know, because they're working hard, um, you know, every day for their monies as well, you know. So, you know, it's, um, it's, well, exactly. um, you know, that, that was, that's a, a, a call that's coming in and I had to, I had to get rid of it. You know, <clears throat> so um, but anyway, let's go on to our next uh, topic, uh, Michelle. Let's yes. talk about let's talk about now. This is just something that I just I just found very interesting because, you know, I, I love, you know, look, you know, looking at documentaries and and uh, reading about what's uh, going on in you know, in the world, you know. So I came across this article about melting ice in Norway reveals 1,700-year-old sandal. And it's by yeah. Milan, B, Milan Sali on 4-22-22. And it said in part that an ancient traveler likely discarded the worn-out leather shoe as rubbish around 300 CE. In the early 4th century CE, a traveler making their way through the horse ice pad, patch is what is now Oppland, Norway, discarded a worn-out leather sandal some 1,700 years later, reports our uh, Ida Irene Bergstrom for Science Norway. <laughs> Melt- melting ice uncovered the shoe, enabling archaeologists to reconstruct the footwear and gain new insights on how Iron Age humans are have navigated the Norwegian landscape. A local um, hiker spotted the sandal peeking out of the snow in August 2019. He snapped a few photographs of the find and shared his coordinates with uh, Secrets of the Ice, 
which is a glacier, a glacier archaeology program that has previously unearthed a 1,300-year-old wooden skis, a 1,700-year-old tunic, and thousands of other artifacts reserved in Norway's glaciers and ice patches. Now, Michelle, you and I have talked about the melting ice caps. You know, this yes. would also reveal to me, you know, viruses that are being unleashed that have been, you know, kept Storm away it. from yeah. us, you know, because of the, uh, you know, because of the ice caps, you know, that are now melting, sure. you know, but, but now with the global warming, that's not possible anymore. What do you think? Well, it's interesting. I just saw a, a, a report on that. They said it's not just the ice caps that are melting. It's mm -hmm. the permafrost, which is mm -hmm. where a lot of these viruses live. And um, things like COVID and whatever, these, these things lie dormant for thousands of years. And then it, whether they're drilling or the ice is melting or whatever, they, these things become activated. From the sunlight, and mm -hmm. uh, first of all, I can't imagine somebody wearing sandals in the north. Their feet would freeze. Why would they be wearing sandals? Well, the, the you know thing I mean? that yeah, but see, seventeen hundred years ago, who knows how it really was seventeen well, hundred years ago? It could you have know been maybe like it the clan of the cave bear, yeah. You know, maybe it wasn't so frosty and cold and everything. Right. It like maybe it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's now the Arctic and maybe exactly. it wasn't the Arctic before 1700 years ago. You know, who, who knows? Yes. Who knows? You know, but um, it's it's just it's I just I just found it to be very interesting. And oh, um, mm -hmm. it was very interesting. I looked at it and I said, oh, my gosh. So I send it off to my people who I know like that kind of thing. And, <laughs> and so we were we were, you know, d discussing it there for a while, you know, about all of that. But I, I just thought that um, I would throw that in, you know, because I, I you well, know. science changes our view every day. They're finding out something new. And mm -hmm. the, the thing is, is that people who say, oh, I don't think, you know, they're always changing their mind. They're always finding out new stuff. So I mm -hmm. think it's great. Personal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that we talked about. Me and my youngest son talked about, well, how are they wearing sandals? They don't know that could have been a part of another. Uh, maybe it was a part of a boot that went in that, uh, or a boot inside, or a boot correct. went inside. And maybe that helped them to um, balance themselves on the on the ice and, and whatever. Who knows? Yeah. Like, you know, but, but see, and that's the other thing is that they they come to conclusions way too quickly. A lot of things. Oh, these were skis or these were this. This was that. How do you know you weren't there 1700 years ago? Well, if you were, you you don't remember where your soul was. I'm just saying. So. So well, look um, how they revised the thing about the dinosaurs. They yeah. think uh, many of them uh, didn't have scales. They had feathers and that mm -hmm. the birds are actually descendants of the dinosaurs and the feathers uh, were. Uh, plumage that they, the dinosaurs had, many of them. I mm -hmm. always found that fascinating. Yeah, that's very interesting because as they examine the birds, they and they take it back, they find out, oh, this bird, used, you know, is akin to a, I don't know, I'm just saying, Tyrannosaurus rex or whatever. Sure, you know? well, even the way they walk, the raptors and all of those, it's mm -hmm. fascinating. Jurassic it's very, Park brought a lot of that to the, the public eye. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that was I like that stuff. <laughs> I yeah, like it. I'm sure too. a lot of my sure a lot of my listeners uh, do, too. OK, now let's let me throw in another quick, quick talk. What do you think about Elon Musk buying Twitter and that he's saying he's going to allow people to have this is a report. Don't know how truth it, it true it is or not. He's going to allow people to have freedom of speech that can get very ugly and dangerous what do you think well i i don't think you should be i don't care if you have freedom of freedom of speech is a misnomer you can't just say anything that comes to your to your mind there are mm -hmm. limitations that the courts will will gladly introduce you to um mm -hmm. you can't just uh scream fire in a in a burning building and, mm -hmm. and or a building that's not burning, 
and and create a, a scenario like that. Um, I don't. I think it's dangerous, personally. This social uh-huh. media business stuff. because yes. people aren't discriminating, and they? they just take everything as gospel. And it's. I think it's not a good idea, personally. But that's no. Me. Yeah. Well, no. I don't even I'm go there. on Facebook anymore. Yeah. Well, I never did. You know. You know well, my know. detest. No. You know my right. detest for that, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but but you know, um, I I agree with you um, with that, Michelle. Um, uh, people tend to want to wane um, towards the darkness than the light. You know, they you know, and you know, this is what I tell people: say that you know, people are are you know, people are lost. They have disconnected themselves from the source, which is God, and. You know, then so as a result, this is what we have. So instead of doing something um, uh, that will benefit human beings, you want to do this that is non-beneficial and, you know, expend all of this money on it and think this is going to be a great thing instead of, mm-hmm. like I said, doing something that is going to help uh, arouse and, 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 and catapult human beings, mind, souls, and spirit to thinking of something higher. So uh, of themselves first, and then they'll think it of others, you know, but, but he wants to do something the opposite. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do not like Elon Musk. I do not think that he's smart and intelligent. He's just a person, a white man that was given an opportunity to do whatever he's doing. Okay. So there are there's also uh, lawsuits. Um, there's a lawsuit that's that's out because it came across my desk uh, of them wanting to take the you know the cars off the road because as I said before, no man will ever be able to outdo what God has done. Our brain it'll never be as fast. I don't care how many computers and this and that and the cloud and all this stuff you can invent. It could never. It could never. I'll think or anything a human being's brain, period. So get over yourself. Now, it can, it can assist us in our daily things that we need to do, but it is not something that will, that, uh, will outthink and well, that, that all, It depends on how you use it. It's like anything else. You can take a, a scalpel and do surgery or you can kill somebody with it. I mean, it's, exactly. it, it's all how you're going to use it. And as far as Elon Musk is concerned, um, <clears throat> You know, he's probably bored at this point, and he's looking for something to do. Um, the, the, the Twitter, I think there are good, good applications of uh, being able to reach people. It's just that there's no, uh, they're not going to, um, people lean toward confirmation bias. They, they pick things that agree with them. So, mm-hmm. so it's, hard, it's a closed loop at that point. That's how you get all these tribal uh, groups, you know, connections there. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's useful as a broadcast system, but there's no, there's no, uh, I won't say surveillance, but the oversight is not, it doesn't exist. So anybody can say anything about anyone. You know, I just think that that is looking for trouble. That's all. Yeah. And, and, you know, you you'll find it. But, you know, in, in closing, I just want to say that um, people are just, you know, not generalizing, but a, a great number of people are leaning towards mayhem versus versus something that that's much more calming and peaceful, you know, as it seems to be the growing popular way to, to act. You know, look at how, as I said before, look at how people drive, look at how they address one another, look at how they you know, the, the, this seems to be popular. You got the real housewives of this, that, and everything, and they're getting mad with one another. You know, and they're yeah, throwing food, an and you know, they got on they got on seventy five yeah. uh, seventy five eyelashes and 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 uh, uh, inch thick of makeup, and and this this is uh, telling women and uh, that's that's coming behind us, and women that's that's with us. That oh this is this is the way to be. So I want to put on seventy five pounds of of uh, you know seventy five eyelashes and all this and that and and you know um you, you know just just be inappropriate inappropriate behavior. Let's just sum that up. Just say that inappropriate behavior 
uh, seems to be growing. Not that, that, as I said before, that there is no goodness in the world. As I said in my monologue, it is a tremendous amount, and that's growing. However, there is a lot of the negative stuff that's growing, and that's what, that's what I was referring to. Sure. Okay, Michelle. Sure. Yes, I want to give a big hip hip parade to the first black woman Supreme Court justice. Yay. Now, yes, for all of us history buffs out there, I just want to say this that Thurgood Marshall confirmed as Supreme Court justice. I like to give people some background. You know, so on August 30th, 1967, Thurgood Marshall became the first African American to be confirmed as a Supreme Court justice. He would remain on the Supreme Court for 24 years before retiring for health reasons, leaving a legacy of upholding the rights of the individual as guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. In 1961, Marshall was appointed by then President John F. Kennedy to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit, a position he held until 1965 when Kennedy's successor, Lyndon B. Johnson, named him Solicitor General. Following the retirement of Justice Tom Clark in 1967, President Johnson appointed Marshall to the Supreme Court, a decision confirmed by the Senate with a 69 to 11 vote. Now, over the next 24 years, Justice Marshall came out in favor of abortion rights and against the death penalty as he continued his tireless commitment to ensuring equitable treatment of individuals, particularly minorities, by state and federal government. Now, a bit about our newly appointed Supreme Court Justice Kataji Brown Jackson. This is being reported by Kevin Bruninger of CNBC on 4-9-2022. Judge Kataji Brown Jackson, the first black woman confirmed as the Supreme Court uh, to the Supreme Court on Friday, tutored her rise to the top U.S. court as a step towards the country, realizing its ideals. It has taken 232 years and 115 prior appointments for a black woman to be selected to serve on the Supreme Court of the United States, an emotional Jackson said in a speech outside the White House. But we've made it. We made it all, all of us, Jackson said. Her speech followed remarks from President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, both of whom underscored the historic nature of Jackson's confirmation. This is a moment of real change, President Biden said. It is a powerful thing when people can see themselves in others. The 51-year-old federal judge will replace Justice Stephen Breyer, who is 83, when he retires at the end of the court's current term. Jackson previously curved for Breyer, who was served as an associate justice for nearly 28 years. Through her accession to the bench is assured, though her accession to the bench is assured, I'm sorry, Jackson will not become a Supreme Court associate justice until Breyer steps down later this year. Only then can she take her judicial oath and become Justice Jackson. Once she does, Jackson will join a court that has grown substantially more conservative following the appointment of three or former, won't even name him, nominees. Her addition will maintain the size of the court's liberal wing, which is outnumbered six to three by the conservative bloc. Your thoughts so far, Michelle? Well, I, I was so, I was so impressed with her. I was not aware of her until her appointment. But mm-hmm. what she had to do everything double the, the double the price, so to speak, to get mm-hmm. she, she has glowing, glowing credentials. But mm-hmm. beyond that, the way that the people, some of the people behaved in that committee was abominable. They mm-hmm. accused her of being soft, which is hysterical. It's mm-hmm. sort of like Putin calling. The, the Jewish president a Nazi. I mean that mm-hmm. that's hysterical. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just part of the cleanse as I see it, and um, it it disturbs people's worldview when everything that they've ever thought is disrupted. That's really mm-hmm. what it is. You know, there's mm-hmm. you no know, people having uh, thoughts. Oh, black people do this and white people do that. They, they have these these minor thoughts about mm-hmm. what they think other people are. She blows that whole thing out of the water. I'm so proud. Yes. Yes. To see, uh, thank you, President Biden. And I think it was a wonderful appointment. Also, we now have the first um, 
African-American uh, female astronaut who will be an extent uh, yeah, an extensive stay on the International Space Station. There have been yes. other black astronauts, but she's the first that will be remain on the space station. This just mm-hmm. happened a couple of weeks ago. So I think, you know what? As horrible as some people are, we are making progress. And we we need to dwell on that. Mm-hmm. And so yes, this about what... time and all of that, but here we are. And mm-hmm. let's applaud the progress as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. And see, and this is and this is this is what I was saying earlier, uh, Michelle, it, it is in relation to that there are good things that are happening, but this not being reported. And as I said before, the news media, you know, it's not like uh Huntley and Brinkley uh, when they were reporting, okay. Sure. But mm-hmm. uh, but but you know, um They'll they'll bombard you with a bunch of this and that and other thing that is so dark. And then one at the end, you know, a person helping a, an elderly person across the street or bringing somebody some food or whatever after your mind has been bombarded with darkness. So I, I feel that this attributes to people remembering the things that happened to them that were that were bad versus the things that happened to to them that 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 are good. You know, but it's progress, progress. Yes. And progress is being made. And that's just the way it is. And so um, human beings need to to come together so that we can move further on in in our lives, you know, and and not be bombarded with this. But I want to read a little bit more um, here, Um, you know, because, you know, I've talked about all of the nominees that President Biden had chosen as potential Supreme Court justices. Oh, Michelle, they were I'm not sure. More yeah, than they were all uh, they were all phenomenal, phenomenal women. I'm, uh-huh. you know, so proud to be a woman and a woman of color. So, so not that I have not been, but it just adds another 17 million feathers sure. in my cap. It's just there fabulous, you, you know. And then plus, you know, I myself am a phenomenal woman of color. So, you know, it just it just it. It's just I, I can't I don't have enough words. So although I was impressed by all of them, she was certainly one that stood out for me. And uh, I don't know if you were on my program when I was talking about that or not. But, at, you know, I as a woman of color. I am extremely happy, listeners and Michelle, to have witnessed this moment in my beautiful lifetime. This brings hope to all women of color, letting them know that we can achieve anything in our lives. And the shoulders of the individuals that we stand on is very important to recognize as we move forward and upward, upward as Justice Brown did acknowledge in her speech, citing oh, the following. That speech was fabulous. It was, oh my God. She said in part, it's been somewhat overwhelming in a good way to recently be flooded with thousands of notes and cards and photos expressing just how much this moment means to so many people, she said. Being a role model, particular to younger Americans, is a huge responsibility. But Jackson mm-hmm. says she feels up to the task because she is, she is, you know, she is, you know, be, you know, beyond, you know, by her own role models, you know, she's just, you know, just, just, booted up by her own on her own role models and then she named um civil rights icon dr martin luther king jr and thurgood marshall the first black supreme court justice as well as constance baker who in 1966 became the first black woman to serve as a federal judge right now she went on to say for all of the talk of this historic nomination and now confirmation I think of them as the true path breakers. I am just the very first lucky inher- in- inheritor of the dream of liberty and justice for all. She then quoted the poem of Maya Angelou, one of my favorite <laughs> poets. Mm-hmm. I do so now by bringing the gifts my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. Ah. Oh. That, that right there just. Oh, fabulous. So oh, I love that. 
It's oh, just, you know, and th- this is why I talked about last month, uh, I believe, uh, Michelle, of uh, recognizing um, women, you know, because it was Women History Month, recognizing women of the shoulders that I stand on, you know, in my immediate family. Right. And, you know, um, I just, I, I do take time uh, in my day, um, you know, I and I do it. You know, I won't say periodically. I do it quite often, actually. And I praise the women that, you know, that were in my family. And that they path the way for me to do the things that that I'm that I'm doing, you know, in my life. And and other women need to recognize that as well. And this is why I'm saying, you know, we're you know, this goes for men, too. But we're talking about women right now. And that I, I was saying to all, you know, parents, you know, to garner your girls up and talk to them about the history of the family and from whence they've come, you know, because once you know from whence you've come, then you will, that will help you to know where you're going. And oh, and if children a, if, love to hear the story of when they were Yes, born. they love to hear. All yeah, like, oh. Yeah. Do you know your grandfather wore Snickers? Just, you know, knickers, just they were called knickers. And, you know, all of this stuff is 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 very educating. And and you'd be you'd be very surprised about how many of them will probably don't want to look at so much TikTok and want to that may inspire them to what their actual destiny is here on Earth. And that's what I'm going at. And I also, um, you know, said that if. I'm paraphrasing, but you know, can always go back and listen to it. I also said that um, any men who are, because there are men who are raising their families, and if they have a, you know, do, a, a, you know, daughter, you know, men, a lot of men are single parents as well, and you know, if you have a, an aunt or or a um, sister or um, or some other female who can talk to your daughter and 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 talk to her about um, history, things that have you know, gone past and and talk about Thurgood Marshall and Dr. Martin Luther King and and Kataji Brown and and others, you know, uh, uh, Constance uh, Baker Motley and the first black woman to, um, uh, you know, to who's going to be on the space station and woman suffrage and and also, um, you know, the right to vote and things like that. And how and I tell women, you know, they have the suffrage and then the right to vote. So don't denounce that, get up and go and vote, you know, and things like that and teach them and talk to them about things that, as I said, that will inspire and help to unlock, you know, the destiny that they are to accomplish here while they are being a spiritual well, being, having a human being experience here on earth. Right. We, we well, don't sit mm-hmm. down at the dinner table anymore. Well, People are hence, running hither and yon and doing whatever. Yeah. This yeah. is these are the types of conversations that um, even I, when I was a single mom, we used to sit around, even if they were doing their homework or whatever, and we'd have conversations. And my grown children said they used to love uh, what we used to talk about. It's mm-hmm. a memory. <clears throat> yeah. Instead and, of, I, I think it's important, but people don't value that. No, they, they don't. They don't. running every which way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Running, running here, running there. You know, like I had said to one girl, um, oh, I hadn't been out the house. It, it was Saturday morning. Oh, I had been in the house this um, Wednesday. Really? Why? You know, <laughs> you know, I don't have to run hither and there, you know, um, right. uh, if I if I don't want to, you know, but but see, this all sparked my dinner table conversations, which I has, which I have uh, sparked that. I mean, I coined that and um, I'm still going to do that. But see, COVID has stopped that because I had already had myself lined up, you know, with varying yep. restaurants and so forth and so on. So now I'm going at it differently. Um, um, how is it going to be filmed and things like that, you know, um, but it's very important. Do it on the Zoom. Yeah, I could do it on Zoom. And um, I already have my light and my this and that going, you know, and uh, so. Um, I'm going to get that going before this year uh, parks, Good. you know, peeps out Good. of here. And, uh, but, but um, 
but but anyway, it's it's very important. Like when you know, I used to have the family gatherings and things like that, because um, I used to demand it that at least once a month all of the family gets together. And I would have this uh, glass bowl and I would actually sit down prior to their them coming to the home and I would make a varying questions. And it would the you know, the bowl would be passed around and you had to pick out one of them. And then there was a question and you had to answer that question, you know, talk about that question. And they loved it. <laughs> they they loved it. You know, it's like, oh, wait. Wait, no, what do I think about such and such, such and such, you know, and I could see people thinking instead of, you know, just eating and and, sure. um, you know, not it talking about anything. And a valued member of the family. I care yes. what you think, you mm-hmm. know, just because you're a child doesn't mean you don't exist. You know, children should be seen and not heard. Not heard. That went exactly. out the window a long time ago. Time ago. So. Exactly. And, you know, and I never understood that children should be seen and not heard. I think that Me is so either. ignorant. That is so ignorant and it is so ugly. And that is something that was never discussed in my family ever, you know, because we were to be seen and we were to be heard, period, you know. So they wanted to know how was your day? You know, what Mm -hmm. did you do in school today? What is your homework? You know, my mother would be uh, preparing dinner. We could come home and the windows would be fogged up with all of the food she's preparing and the kitchen table would be ready for us to sit down, go wash your hands and da 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 get your homework out. And you know, she, you know, we we all start doing our homework and and talking about things. And then by the time she's done with that, my dad will come home and and uh, we all sit down and have, you know, bless the food and 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 um and have uh, our dinner table conversations. And that's what sparked sparked that. Uh, with me is very important. You'd be surprised what you find out just by having a conversation with your child oh, instead yeah. of, oh, I, I ate I ate with my friend, this and that, and I ate with, you know, uh, Dr. Um, uh, Dr. Doolittle's son or whatever, you know, and, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, I, I fixed something. No, I'm not hungry. You know, boom, they go in their room and close the door. What's up with that? <laughs> we were not allowed to do that. And this is why families. No, we, we, we weren't allowed to close the door. No, we are you kidding me? You may not have a door. <laughs> yeah. You close the door. You may yeah. not have a door. Okay. Right. If, you, you if, if that was going on in, in, in uh, when we were coming up and I also adopted that when with, with my kids. No, there is no such thing as closing the door. It's not closing the door. If you're going to the bathroom, then some people will go, what about when you go to a bathroom? Come on, let's not be silly. If they're in the bathroom taking care of something like that, fine. Okay. But no, 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 you're not closing the door. You go into bed, you go to bed. You know, <laughs> go to bed. There's no need to close the door. Well, Michelle, I'm another, running down on time. Session. Yes, yes, another session. And I truly enjoyed this conversation and I truly uh, enjoy you being on with me. And um, this is going to be a, absolutely. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So I'm asking people to go out and do great things. It starts with yourself and then do something nice. Hold the door for someone compliment. Oh, you look so beautiful today. Or you, you know, um, yeah, you never know what an individual is 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 going through. Um, a, 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 one of the gentlemen who who um, who I employed to do some work on my house told me that he ran into a classmate. I may have said the story before, but I'm going to say it very very quick. He ran into a classmate, and the classmate told him, "I, I want to have a talk with you." He hadn't seen him for like I don't know twenty something years, and he told him, "He says I just want to tell you thank you." for when we were in high school and how nice you were to me. He says that when he, he says, you always tell me, you know, oh God, you're my man. You look good. You know, you're, you know, I'm proud of you. Things like that. He said, you have no idea the, 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 the crap that I had to tend to when I went home. It was always a lot of arguing and fussing and fighting and this and that. He said it was terrible. He said, and I often thought of taking my life and I attribute you to changing my mind. Does that not bring tears to your eyes? So just saying thank you. Hello. Have a great day. God bless you. Whether they whether they say something back to you or not, listeners, it doesn't matter. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. God bless you. 
be safe and happy. I'm sending love and light to everyone out there listening to me. This is Teresa E. Keys. Be sure to listen to me next month. I'll be having Michelle on again and maybe even the world's best mental health therapist. God bless you all. See you soon.